Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I'm here with the first episode of 2021. And I'm trying to do things a little different uh, as far as formatting goes. I'm trying to have this little intro now before the theme song plays, and then the podcast will start. Uh, I like how other podcasts do this, and I think it's cool to kind of have a little intro that's not, that's at a different time, so... Like, I'm coming at you at a different time than when I actually talked to Sam. So I've had time to reflect on this conversation with Sam, and so has Sam, but I won't get to see how Sam has reflected on the conversation with Sam, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, yeah, I talked to Sam Weber. He's a good friend of mine. And this is a fun episode. Uh, We talk about how the comedy show's been going, what he's kind of been up to since we last talked on the show. We also go over what we what he thinks, really. Um, comedy's going to be once quarantine kind of comes back. And we kind of talk about the Bay Area comedy scene just in like a, you know, like a holistic view for a second, which was really cool. Uh, and then he, I end up asking him some questions that you guys submitted to me when I uh, had him on. Uh, last week so it was a really fun episode the questions uh got pretty funny at one point which led to the title i won't spoil it but um yeah thank you so much for uh listening to this podcast uh be sure to you know go follow it on instagram that's where i post like clips from the show and when i post new episodes and links to the people that are on links to the guests links to anything that they're working on so you can go check out all that stuff and really appreciate that if you could leave a review on apple podcasts and give us uh, stars you know five stars would be great i'm not gonna say give us five stars but you should it's not us it's just me so give me five stars there's no us i say us sometimes it's just me and the, I guess us, when I say us for this podcast, I guess I'm talking also about the guests because I think the guests are also great. They're people that I really like to talk to. And so leave five stars for them too. Not just for me, for the guests. But yeah, here is an episode with me and guest Sam Weber. sucks balls. It does not like taint. Which is part of why it sucks balls in the allegorical sense. This this sad chord that's for that's for audacity sucking balls and not licking taint.
we're getting into the dark stuff. We're getting hopeful. We got this hopeful. But you can't find it, so we go back to the dark stuff. Arr! And I am recording! Oh! oh wow! And it's going to resolve! Hello, sir! Like this! It has resolved. <laughs> ah. Recording for the podcast, and my battery's Sorry, low, of course it is. Yes, actually, quite a bit. Yeah, you better pitch plug my laptop song in, so it is it not die. free. Uh, well, dude, thanks for coming back on the show, man. How you doing? Oh, it's uh, just another day in paradise. I, I say that every day walking around Santa Cruz. Someone's like, hey, how's it going? And I never think about it. I just say another day in paradise. Like one time uh, I was in Safeway. It, or Sorry, not Safeway. I was in 7-Eleven. I lived down the street from a 7-Eleven. And it was 6.02 a.m. I walked in. I couldn't sleep. I just wanted some Gatorade to sort of try to figure out my hangover. Okay. And as I'm about to walk in, a guy rides past me on a bike that's obviously stolen. Why do I know that it's stolen? Because the tires don't have, or the wheels don't have tires. He's just Wait biking along on metal. He is wheels. Just on the metal wheels. Uh, just on metal wheels. Wow. And uh, and so he pulls he. I don't know how he was going so fast on that thing. But, uh, so he's in front of me, and he pulls it, and and I uh, don't notice until he walks in in front of me that he is holding an actual bong, just a glass, like, yeah, like like uh, like it's not part of his, um, you know, it's not part of uh, it, it's 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 part of his ensemble. It's it's not like an accessory. It's just like this is what he's wearing today. He's wearing, uh, <laughs> he's, just wearing he's wearing a, bong. a homeless man's jacket. He's wearing paint-stained jeans. He's wearing a bong. And he walks in. It's 6.02. He goes straight for the beer aisle. I don't know. Uh, yeah. He grabs a hurricane. You know? You know Silver hurricane? Silver can, yeah. Cheap one, yeah. I'm following you. And uh, I've, I've gotten my – I managed to get uh, my Gatorade, and um, I'm standing, you know – in the cash register, at the cash register, the lady's looking at me, and uh, I'm like kind of just not paying attention to anything because I'm so hungover, and I just want to drink this Gatorade. I want to go walk home. I want to go back to sleep. I don't care. I'm wearing my house shoes and my sweats, and I just I hate that it's dark out. And yeah. She looks at me, and she says, how? she smiles like she's had too many coffees. So she smiles. She says, how are you doing today? And I look at her, and I look at the man holding the bong and the hurricane tall can at 6.02 in the morning at 7.11, and I just say, another day in paradise. And is that where you started saying it, or is that the... Is it's that what the, I think of the most. It's the best exemplar of another day in paradise. I have friends that... I've had, I have a couple of coworkers and friends that that's like the... That's the go-to phrase. Like when you're like, what's up, dude? That's what they say. <laughs> and I just feel you, like if you would have asked me what your phrase is before you told me that, I would have probably said you're another day in paradise guy. Another day in paradise, my friend. Yeah. 
Which isn't, I mean, it, it's not, it's not a bad phrase. No, but what you blowing your, your weed smoke at me, like I'm a cat sitting in front of you in a, a, a frat house. I didn't mean to. I was trying to blow it above. That's funny. Uh, no, I, I don't mean I don't mean uh, to disrespect. It made you, me sorry. want to go. To, it made me want to like like do a timeout and go find my weed pen because I can't. I, I left it somewhere in the in my. In my oh, bed. you can totally time out if you need my, to go my, get my, your. This is my recording studio. You see, this ah. is my this is my sacred place. This is my also mine. Place. I have this little like vanity that's in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and I just put my shit on it. Like I got my, you know, all my shits right. Right here. That's bitching. What do you do? What what kind of uh, console you got there? Uh, it's one that I use for the show. It's a Mackie something. Sure. Uh, it's a four channel or four mic, eight channel, whatever. Uh, yeah, Mackie's great. When I was in the electronic music program, that's the first mixer they started everybody on. They were just like, "This is a, this is Mackie. You will learn. You will learn to love Mackie." Yeah, it's it. My grandpa. I remember telling you about it. That sound system that yeah, I got. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one that. Yeah, came it was out. at it was at the uh, the show at the uh, the public house. You were telling me about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. You're like, that is was... this yours? I was like, yeah. You're like, what the fuck? You're like, how are you? I was just blown away because <laughs> it's so nice. I was just like, oh, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Like my grandpa. It was my grandpa's friend that's dying. Had a bunch of equipment. I love dying. Uh, it's one it's of my just, top. I inherited some sound equipment from like a old uh, fr- a friend like i don't even how do you what do you is that a friend of a friend or is it a family friend is that what that is a family friend right well uh it depends on if you were trying to like friend zone your grandpa i mean were i don't think you so my grandpa offered grandpa, it to me or were you like related to your grandpa because if because then it would be a, a see you know, a he's family not friend. blood my grandpa's not blood though he's by marriage you friend zoning your grandpa i can't believe that you would do this to your own he just <sighs> wants to fuck <laughs> May he rest in peace. I really hope he's doing well. I it's hope not my grandpa. It's the guy that died, not my grandpa. My grandpa's alive. Oh, your dad's, your grandpa's alive. Okay, is your grandpa fucking? What? Well, I mean, you put him in the friend zone. I want to fuck your grandpa at this point. I mean, I he can. I he's single. You should hit him up. He's single I'll and let, ready. I'll let you know, to he's mingle. a he's a drummer in a band. He's a badass, dude. I'll let you know. Uh, he's a dr- he's a drummer in the band. So so there's not a big line to fuck. I, don't, I actually don't know. There might be somewhat of a line. How old is your grandpa that he can play the drum? He's 69, and that's not a joke. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. I go for a whole year, Grandpa. You could say you're 69. He's like, and he kind of was like, "Yeah, you're right." And it was kind of. Oh my god! So Larry, um, dude, I love Larry, man. I miss poet. Larry. Do you have you seen him recently? How's he doing? Yeah, we check in sometimes. I've gotten him groceries a few times. That's awesome. He's doing great, but um, he, you never think that he's this old when talking to him or you know engaging with him. Uh, he graduated high school in 1969, and he was. I didn't learn this until he was uh, 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 last year, when I found out that he was 69 years old, and we were all just so excited for him. Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> like you did it, Larry. Yeah, dude, he's fucking great, man. Dude, he... I'm gonna put a time. I'm gonna go find my uh, my weed vape real quick. And okay, then... uh, go and do then... it. I will. Uh... Ooh, I 
wish I could loop that while you're gone so I could be soothed and serenaded by the sound of your beer bottle. I'll uh, I'll set up my loop station. I was going to Just start <laughs> looping these sleep Didn't I do that last you? time? Wasn't that really annoying? So. That, uh, okay. That might have been well, something else that you did, but... I'm going to do that. Next time I do Cowboy Rowdy, I'm going to run all of my equipment uh, through my loop station, and I'm, it's going to be really annoying. It's oh, that's amazing. That's going to be fun. I <laughs> uh, can't wait for that. <laughs> oh, well, Sam's grabbing his weed pen. Uh, and scene. Scene. We are back. He has the pen. It is commenced. I have the pen. The, the weed pen is mightier than the weed sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's so grand. We're, we're coming up with bad tweets here. The weed pen is mighty. I saw weed a weed pen at work that was. Where do you work? Where do I work? You saw a weed pen at work. Yes, do I work, work in, in cannabis industry, sir. Oh, okay. Because I was going to be like, if you work in corporate HR, that's a very funny thing that you got to see. <laughs> no, I don't work in uh, corporate HR. Although I could, uh, I have a degree. I have a degree in it. You have you have a what? That's what I went to school for. <laughs> human resources? Yeah. <laughs> I have a business degree in, in HR. <laughs> I I mean this in the nicest possible way. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> you're the last person I would want working in HR if I'm like a CEO. But the first person I would want working in HR if I just showed up to work and they were like, "Uh, yeah, your HR rep, it's a uh, it's, uh, booth over there. He's uh, He's got his, uh, you know, his, his weed pen and his hoodie and, and he's just kind of weed pen out. at work? Come on now, sir. All right, fine. You've got your uh, cannabis-infused monster energy. Drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no consuming at work. But, uh, no, I... Uh, I like I like working in weed, man. I, that's why I moved down to California. Where did you grow up? In Washington State. We've discussed this. We've, We've discussed talked about this before. We, which is what I like about what I like about you, because I remember there was times before when I would sign up for the show, and you would be like, "I know you," and I've seen you do it to other people, so I know this is what you do to people that you barely know. Is that you just go, I know you, and you start doing this thing when you see people that, like, come around more than once to them. <laughs> and then, like, eventually you start to, like, it was nice. It's like, yeah, eventually that, you warmed is, up to Is me. that condescent? Is that a rude thing to do? Because it's not like I'm I think people. I, just, I think people um, take it for what it is. It's not rude. It's just like a say. It's like it's just you. I think it's like it's just a you thing. You're like, what I've gotten really I know you. I've... You're like, I don't know your name, but I, your face, your face is a face that I've seen. <laughs> what I'd like to believe that I've gotten good at is uh, the smile and nod. Because, like, there's mm. no, when someone walks up to you and you don't remember them, there's no more obvious way uh, to let them know that you don't remember them With a, like, a than facial. for you to say, hey, what's up, chief? You're like, hey, <laughs> Hey, guy, my buddy. my man, yo. And I, what I like to think I've gotten good at is smiling and just being like, "Hey, it's great to see you. How you been?" You do do that too. I've just seen you do that very too. quickly. Just be like, "Oh, it's great to see you. It's been so long. How have you been?" Mm-hmm. Once in a while, interesting. I do that to someone I don't know, and 
that's way better than doing the what's up chief to someone whose name I don't remember because like the person whose name I don't remember, if I get away with it, they're just going to be like, Oh, that's Sam. And then I can figure <laughs> out from context clues. Yeah. Uh, deeper in the conversation. Like my best one is, um, are we friends on Facebook? Uh, how do you spell your last name? Mm-hmm. But if I do that to like, uh, a stranger, the uh, where I'm just like, hey, how's it going? It's been so long. How have you been? Um, usually, what happens is they're like, oh, dude, there's. I don't. It's so don't funny because you. I can think of times where we're standing outside somewhere. It's not even at uh-huh. the poet. It's like I've seen we've been other places, and you're just like, I've done your show, or you've done my something. Like you'll just start like trying to play. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I do it too. It's just funny. I only say this because, like, you being a host of a thing for so long, so many people like pay attention to you. I think as like a because you're you know you just like you like start to notice like your um, patterns and stuff. Well, I mean, I was gonna say that uh, I was going to start listing off like the numbers of of shows I hosted the poet, but then I realized. The poet's been dead for a while, but despite that, I'm still running a weekly show. So I basically didn't stop running weekly shows. I've been running weekly shows since I was legally allowed to go to bars. Yeah. And the and the driving so show is great. Good. I mean, oh, the driving show—it's amazing. Uh, I've never seen so many people drink in their cars in a parking lot at once. It's great. And I think by the time this comes out, it will have been. It will have passed. Uh, the fifteenth of of this month, I'm actually going to be at Sam's show. Um, it's going to be the fifteenth is be, when you are booked. I will be performing. Uh, every Michael Booth uh, fan out there, if you're listening, uh, it'll this episode will probably already come out by then. But John Wilkes Booth it, uh, uh, heads. That's not your name. Everybody. It will have already happened. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. I know the last time it rained, which was the only time I've done that comedy in the rain. That one was pretty brutal. That one was very brutal. I think uh, uh, if there was no tent, it would have been, if anybody would have like kept, wanted to do it, actually. I don't think it would have been possible still. Like, there's just no... Oh, way. no. There was no possibility that we could have done it without a tent. Um, thank you, Caroline and Chris Cano. Yes. By the way, shout out. Thanks so much. Uh, Lovely uh, members of the scene. Caroline uh, does the show sometimes. Uh, but I had never done a, a stand-up show outdoors in the pouring rain before. And that was uh, very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The felt- problem is I had to keep my sunroof open because that's how we send the, the, tra- the transmitter, the antenna, up out through my sunroof. And rain got in through my sunroof and dripped down directly onto my uh, the the change oh, you know no. yeah. basin, and so now all of the change is corroded and it's just like this pile of white dust. It's so creepy and bizarre. Uh, you should uh, you should just take it to Coinstar and see if you can get anything for it. See how many see how many coins actually get accepted. We should make a video. I don't know. It's uh, it's I. Well, we'll see if that would work. I mean, it'd be funny, dude. Just, if it's really that bad, we should just—it's just a bunch take, of white powder. It, it take, lo- looks like uh, uh, someone just gave birth in Colombia. Um, directly into the change, just, just the change baby, holder of your just car came out, 
just covered in white powder. Just this like is so weird. the this legs so are like on the seats. She's like spread it in the seats in the back. Just like yeah, shoots my the baby car out of the has coin holder. Seen better days. What kind of car do you have again? Do you have like a you have like a Camry or something? Like an Accord? You have one of those things. I got a salvage title Civic. Not even Civic. Okay. See, I was close. The way that you can tell my car apart from other cars is my those. car is the only one that has a stage in the back seat. <laughs> oh, it had the, the little uh, the little wood stage with this. It's not little. <laughs> it's it. There's a, a it's it's a sturdy ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is unwieldy. Um. And I don't know how we got so lucky as to build it just perfectly to fit in the car, but we did. So, dude, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have you on, obviously, to you know talk about the the driving show and and kind of you know just just catch up, but also just I wanted you to kind of get your get your idea, get your uh, thoughts on you know what's what's gonna happen with the Santa Cruz. Uh, comedy scene with uh, DNA's lab closing, and ah uh, uh, yes, and, DNA's uh, lab has you closed. Know, and, uh, you know, and the poet closed, and Rosie's closed, and so the so the lab closed, but um, the uh, um, DNA is going to refuse to leave, and DNA's supporters um, are just constantly rallying. There's this one guy that sits on the stairs uh, out in front because it's the bad part of Santa Cruz, and he just sits there talking to ghosts and going through his empty suitcase. Okay. Uh, and and they're all rallying. They're they're saying stop the steal, uh, stop the 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 uh, pandemic from stealing this comedy club, and uh, so I'm running out of steam for this bit. What are we doing? <laughs> I saw on? where you were going with it, and I was trying to think of something to add, and I was like, "No, it's have anything." It's a bummer, though. That it's closing. Uh, I had fun at the lab. It was, uh, it was so. I try to explain to people that the the the, the lab isn't closing; it's just this iteration. If that makes sense. So, like... There's going to be another There's going to be another lab. But it's there's not going like, to be DNA's comedy lab, like, exactly like the same thing, probably, is what you're saying. I think that the next... Uh, and and the, I could be totally wrong, but I think that the next... Um, the next ideation of DNA's comedy lab is not going to be unbelievably obviously a movie theater that they just leased okay i think it's probably going to look more like a comedy club and less like an amc movie theater <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. um it's all gonna come it's all gonna come back i mean i really honestly like that open mic every wednesday was a lot of fun because the crowd was so different from the what you usually got at the rotation of the other mics. I felt like it was people that were kind of like, "Oh, comedy club, what the fuck?" They were like new. Sometimes you get Santa Cruz people that have never really come around to the comedy scene at all, which was actually kind of neat. I thought. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. 
But that is a function of DNA's skills as not a comedy producer but a community organizer. Yeah. Uh, he has skills that I don't have in that regard. And that comes from a lot of places. I mean, he ran for the mayor of Chico back when he was running weekly shows and, and music festivals in Chico. Um, this is like 30 years ago. Um, ooh, yeah. ooh, can you hear that? Oh, what is that? Um, is it the that water? That is a function ooh. of my studio. Nice. Uh, being here. And then you see this wall? That wall right there is between us and the turlet. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm gonna start I'm gonna start over once the water is done draining. There we go. <laughs> um DNA has thirty years of DNA's been doing this longer than I've been alive. And he's really he's really good at it. Yeah. Um and part of what he does is very different from what I do because what I do is I bring in the kids because I'm a kid. Or, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm 28 now, but when I started the show, I was, you know, I was 21. I was just uh, getting people my age and I was goofing around and doing funny stuff. And I would bring in older comics, you know, because it was just that's how an open mic works. And, and so as a result, we got a more diverse audience. But DNA taps into the community at large because he knows who to talk to in the newspapers or uh, at local events like the farmer's market. Um, people don't know this, but DNA when DNA ran the Blue Lagoon, uh, the, the, the comedy show, the Blue Lagoon, he yeah. ran that for 10 years. Uh, every single Wednesday, he would have printed out handbills, uh, you know, 50 to 100 of them, and he would go to the uh, downtown Santa Cruz Farmer's Market, and he would hand out uh, his handbills promoting the show until he ran out. Uh, and and he was there Actually, every Wednesday. Actually, it's so, so funny you say that, dude. I was in Santa Cruz before I knew about comedy, and I got handed one, something, for, like, a Blue Lagoon show. Like, while I was in, I think it was, like, I think I was at something, and it was just like, hey, come to this comedy show, and it was, like, a thing for, for And Blue at Lagoon. some point, like... While I was running the poet, I realized, oh, that's how you have to do it. You can't just you can't just promote within whatever group that you're used to or whatever because that's so cloistered and so specific. Like the most I ever branched out when I was twenty one or twenty two producing the show at the at the poet was I would go to the community college and print flyers that said come to the poet and then it had a bunch of silly words written on it and it was a picture of my friend looking stupid and I would hang it all over Cabrillo, the community college um, and once I started talking to DNA and realizing how he was doing things, that's when I started to really branch out with how I was promoting put flyers around in uh, places I don't usually go as well as, you know, the downtown areas Yeah. Um, and then handbills, I would go to every hotel in Santa Cruz uh, and there was something like you know 30 that I would hit uh, every Friday every every first Friday you know before you know a few days before the every first Friday I would go to every hotel and just leave a few handbills and be like hey your customers want something to do we've got this comedy show and and mm-hmm. 
it sounds like I'm doing a Pakistani accent, which doesn't make sense because <laughs> all the people working the front desk at hotels in Santa Cruz are Indian, not Pakistani. That's very offensive of me. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is something that I learned from DNA. But what I will say about this scene um, in particular and, and just scenes in general is the vaccine's coming out. Yeah. And it's going to be... I don't think that it's going to be an overnight thing, but I think that it's going to reach a crescendo of something that we've never experienced. That no one in this lifetime has experienced. Of of just a slowly growing... uh, Slowly in the sense that, like, we live every day inside these days. And so every day is the same and over and over again. Yeah. But this just kind of exponentially growing morass of uh, excitement and activity that um, is going to stem from the herd immunity borne by the um, vaccine getting distributed. They would say that, you know, hopefully by July or August, um, 80 to 85% will have the vaccine and the uh research shows that um, herd immunity is uh, in place after um, 80 to 85% of the population has been inoculated. And so what does that mean? That means that the doors are just thrown open pretty rapidly Mm -hmm. and everywhere that had a show wants it back that's still open and places are going to suddenly just spring up again yeah there's going to be new ownership of places and and yeah and and the numbers um in the restaurant business are going to be the same as they've always been it uh eats i think it's something like 80 percent of restaurants fail in the first year and Mm -hmm. when you're adding performance element to that it could go either way um, but given that a thousand different places are going to open up at the same time all over the place, the boom is going to be insane. The bubble is going to be pretty devastating, yeah. I think, in a few years when uh, reality hits in and everyone's just like, okay, we overcorrected here. So a lot, it's it's going to be like, we're at this really low point, you know? of the wave that mm-hmm. was like it was pretty it was it wasn't like crazy how everybody was living but that you know comedy was obviously uh on an upswing and there are so many metrics that you could measure oh, i mean dude, there, every night there was like every mic was like during the week in Santa Cruz, there was like a lot of oh, people. Oh, sure. Coming. I mean, Santa Cruz is just a microcosm of, of uh, every uh, metropolitan area in America. I mean, you can even look at the, the Bay Area. The Bay Area, uh, the height of the comedy boom in San Francisco in the 80s and 90s, there were 13 nightly comedy clubs. 13 clubs Whoa. that were doing shows every night. That's By crazy. 2010... Two punchline cobs. Yeah, 
Then uh, Tommy T's opened a showroom uh, at an AMC uh, in San Francisco, and there were three uh, for a month. Uh, there was the Purple Onion. Someone bought that and started running bringer shows. That was open for two years. Uh, somebody bought Doc's Lab, uh, or somebody bought the Punchline, or the, the, the Purple Onion, I mean, and, and turned it into Doc's Lab, and that died after three months. Um Whoa. The Bay Area had pretty much consistently had five clubs for ever. You know, uh, Punchline, Cobbs, Tommy T's in the East Bay, Rooster Tea Feathers on the Peninsula, mm-hmm. San Jose Improv uh, in the South Bay. And then the, the DNA opened up a club in Santa Cruz. And then uh, some of the places that had, like, one-nighter shows started doing, like, all-weekend shows, like um, 222 Hide. I can't remember what they uh, changed it, changed the name to, uh, but Cheaper Than Therapy. The Alameda Comedy Club opened. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's six or – no. Yeah, that's – that's, that's, like, eight in the Bay Area that popped up over a few years. So, I mean, and and then if you, if you want to look at like the small town metrics, I mean, there was a show every night in Santa Cruz. Um, Some of them were paid. Some of them paid really well. Some of them, uh, and DNA wasn't the only one that had a show that would uh, bring in uh, national headliners every week. Um, because the crow's nest had been doing that for 30 years. Yeah. Um, so like that infrastructure is, I mean, it's not, it doesn't exist now, but it's not like people forgot it because when I moved down here in 2013, there were two comedy shows. One was the crow's nest and and that's not even fair because the crow's nest has had comedy shows for, uh, it was the longest running comedy show uh, in a non-comedy club venue in California. It had been going for 35 years. Oh, wow. Um, and it was also one of the hardest clubs in California to, uh, to, to perform to. Um, so there was that element to it. But um, it wasn't exactly it's not exactly open to locals i mean locals are convenient but he the the guy that books that show uh or booked rather yeah that show would only book people that that had credit so it wasn't really a local showcase and and locals never headlined um but the only like show that was welcoming to locals the comedy wise in in santa cruz was um the, the blue lagoon um run by DNA mm-hmm. and so we were to hang out there every week and finally uh, my friend Cassidy um, who I'm sure I've mentioned before um, yeah he talked to me about what, him at the bar one night I think he was just like why don't why aren't there more shows and I was like I don't know do you have a venue and he was like yeah I work at a, I work at a, a cafe on the rest on the west side yeah and, uh, <laughs> and so he started one and then other people started one and so and and his show at Ivita failed, and and then um, you know uh, somebody else started a Wednesday night show somewhere else, and then just kind of just kept spiraling and snowballing and snowballing, and so eventually this town became pretty enamored with comedy, and um, I assumed that 
it is not unlike many other um, metropolitan areas that are outside the the sort of traditional like um, big city environment. For yeah. example, Cassidy moved to Fargo, and soon after Cassidy moved to Fargo, a couple comedy clubs opened in Fargo, oh, nice. North Dakota. Um, so, like, what I think is going to happen is I think that the vaccine is going to roll out and I'm going to throw one of the coolest beach parties that's ever happened. Hell yeah. Um, I'm, I'm there, dude. Yeah, do you have you ever heard of uh, Floatopia? No. It was a, just a massive beach party. Uh, my brother went to um, UC Santa Barbara and uh, I would I would hang out there on on spring break um, every year. Okay. And, uh, um, the on spring break, you know, the the uh, between uh, winter and and spring quarter, everybody that Saturday before classes started, everybody would get uh, a floaty, like an inner tube. Yeah. And so this is like ten thousand people, just a bunch of college kid idiots would all get their floaties and uh, floating coolers and cases of beer and all float out on the, the main beach um, on uh, Del Playa, off Del Playa Drive. And there would be, like, just a raft of thousands of people and the beaches Whoa. are crazy. And so I'm going to be doing that. I'm, going, <laughs> I'm intent on having a Floatopia out on Main Beach um, in Santa Cruz. Um, so cool. that's my plan. So that's the first thing that's going to happen once we have approached, like, a herd immunity situation where enough people have been inoculated that it's safe to, like, gather together. Okay. What's next after this, Flotopia? Uh, uh, another joke that I haven't really thought through yet, so I'm going to skip it. Um, the the thing after that uh, <laughs> is a massive influx because there's so many empty buildings there's so many empty storefronts on Pacific. So many places yeah. went under. So many places that were trying to, that had like that very sad, hopeful thing of like we're gonna. Oh, open there's gonna in be all these new vibes, dude. It's gonna be like so many places are gonna open. It's gonna be so different. It's gonna be a massive overcorrection, and it's gonna be a really fun six to eight months where. Oh yeah. Everywhere has something, and everybody's going out and doing something, and it's going to be a huge overcorrection, and there's going to be way too much uh, live entertainment. There's going to be music and comedy and like other shit. Oh, it's gonna be every great. night of the week, everywhere, and then it's gonna taper back down. Because remember what I was saying? We we're like we're at this low point culturally because there's no. Culture requires the third place. You know, the first place is the home. The second place is work. And the effective result of a pandemic is sheltering in place. There is no third third place. place. We don't have that. And so culturally, we're at this low point where we don't have a third place. The the overcorrection is going to be everywhere's a third place. Everywhere. We should call it the the bronze boom for third place. Bronze boom. Third place. I like that. The bronze boom. Honestly, like that would be, that would be a dope name for like a club. The bronze like, boom. Like, 
bronze boom, the third place. Either one. I, I like the third bronze place. Boom. I like third place. Just third the place. Third pl- the third place. Because that's, that's, I mean, you get it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we should start a, we should just open a <laughs> bar and call it third place. We should start a fight club. Yeah. I'm just pitching stupid shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but a lot of those places are going to close. Partly because of the simple economics, which is that most restaurants do not live past the first year. Yeah, I mean... A staggering majority of restaurants <laughs> die. Which is good, because I most feel of them like, are I feel like, like... Dude, I feel like... You know you know where that gets said the most? What? Where? That gets said the most on any, like, show like Bar Rescue. Or like a, oh, sure, yeah. Or like a... Like a uh, like a Food Network show where it's like take over 30-day makeover anything uh, of a restaurant. Right. It's always like – that's like the statistic they start – they hit you with right at the beginning. But 80% of restaurants failed in the terrible. first year. Yeah. <laughs> They're like most people that start restaurants are dumb. <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, – there's a, a very a very bougie old, old one um, – you know, uh, you know the way to make a small fortune with a winery. No. Start with a large fortune. Ah, that's good. Yes. That's See, good. if you had a subscription to the New Yorker, you'd be uh, chortling right now. No, I'd be, I'd be beside myself, as you'd say. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> oh man, I miss. So uh, that's what I think. I miss I just think hanging out at. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is that I think that the lab is going to... There's going to be a new lab. Okay. It's going to be a different venue. It's going to have a different vibe. But it's going to be back. Still going to be I'm. I said to myself, while I was starting to run my uh, weekly drive-in show, I said to myself... I'm so glad for this pandemic. Like, I mean, there was, I'm not so glad. I mean, it's so complicated, but I was getting tired of running a comedy show every week as I'm setting up my weekly comedy. And I, so I haven't, I've been just running my weekly comedy show every week, no, no matter what. Yeah, so say, like, it's just people, <laughs> there are plenty of producers in the, in this scene and every scene that are going to find Either venues that survived or new venues, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hopefully be back at the uh, back at the XL. I'm sure they'll want, want to start that show back up in the basement when they get. get oh, that place is wonderful, and yeah. it, and it's such a perfect environment. The downstairs space is such a like a quintessential comedy club vibe. It's just like it's just like you know the the comedy. It, it it's it feels like the you know the comedy cellar or or some other like cliched. Because that's what the purple onion that I was telling you about was is just this cellar uh, below a restaurant that you've got room for for people to to tell their dick jokes and why not? Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So that's what I think. And Michael, everybody misses hanging out with you. You are just a, a fine fella, and uh, and I do look forward to when we get to to hang out. Uh, yeah, and, outside of uh, yeah. outside of outside of whatever show I'm running because I don't want to be inside listening to jokes because I'm tired. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, 
no, I, it was, it's weird that like you start showing up at something every week, you don't know anybody. And then eventually Uh it's like you walk in and it's like, it's like that scene in fucking whatever show that is where they're like, oh, hey, what's up? Cheers or whatever, you know, the guy. Uh Yeah. (laughs) It's not fun just showing up and knowing no one. Yeah. It's like being a transfer student. I always describe comedy as a high school where no one ever graduates. And trying to find your way in a new scene is like just getting transferred to a new high school and you're like, I don't don't, don't don't know you guys yet. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I submitted a Instagram story today that you said submitted to ask Instagram. questions to Sam Weber people Uh-oh. of the world what do you want to know about Uh-oh. Sam and somebody sent me a link that I thought this is the coolest one out of what I got I got a link to this thing called fuck yeah surveys okay, <laughs> okay. and it says get to know wait you got you got Respond. Do, does anybody know who I am? Some people because responded. I'm, my therapist people responded, knows sir. Who I am. People responded. That's wonderful. That's great. And this was the best thing that I thought to do. My mom mostly what I knows who I am. Mostly she what I got was like funny mouth. things, like her uh, asking him about his uh, his dick and stuff like that. So I didn't want to ask you. It's an innie. It's not an Audi. It's very complicated. <sighs> See, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You didn't have to share that. You know, I I didn't want you to. You know, if you're comfortable. We can. We don't have to keep that in. You can. Oh, it's an Audi when I'm comfortable, but usually. It's oh, an I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not comfortable right now. Yeah. So, it's so this was the coolest thing that I got. Me. I got a list of questions, not just something about Sam's penis, but a list of questions from fuck yeah surveys. And I wanted to ask you a couple of these questions, so that the people listening could better get to know you. Because maybe they just know you because you ran a show that they would sign up and perform on weekly. Or maybe they know you because they hang out in Santa Cruz and they, they around the comedy scene or they're a com- comedian themselves, like myself. Or they just think you're a Wait cool a guy. What? You do. You, you, you and I have done comedy together? Yes. Okay. Uh, this isn't funny. I'm going to move on. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I thought you got nervous with the questions or how I was introducing No, I was... I, I, uh, do you ever start something you don't have anything? Or you're just yeah. like, yep. yeah. oh, I've, I've got a bit. And then Sometimes I do that and I'm like... And then, and then I walk away and I'm time. like, why did you... Why did you... Why did you... <laughs> okay, I, I just kind of want to go down this list and I want you to think just quickly, okay? I don't want you to like... I don't want you to try to give me, you know... Like any like my polished, hilarious. Uh, yeah, I just uh, want the. I want the. I want the deets, dude. Okay, that's what I'm after right now. Got it. Be stupid. Done. Okay, so this this title of this survey is called "Get to Know Me." So I'm gonna get to know you, Sam, a little more through these messages here. These questions. Uh, what does the last Can't text wait. you sent say, and who is it to? Who does the last text say? Who is it? What to? was the? Oh. Can I look it up? I don't yes. remember. Yes. Go look at your last text. Who? What does it say? Who is it to? 
<laughs> so this is such an annoying answer. <laughs> it's to my boss, and it says, "Did you approve my time card?" <laughs> that's, ah. not, that's not anything. You just want to know. To be fair, I, I work at a libertarian nature preserve, so that's a, that. That is interesting. Okay. You just want to know if your hours. You see, I can see you're just trying to you're trying to keep. Basically, things. I just texted, it, "Hey, pay me. I want pay me so, yeah. money. Give me um, money." Oh, also, my boss is Mitch McConnell. No. Um. <laughs> what does the last text you received say? The last text I received say. And from who is it? It is time. It is time. That's a pretty fun one. It is time. Wow. Oh, so my um, my roommate was exposed to someone with COVID, and is on <laughs> ultra um. I like how you said COVID quarantine. and I just coughed. What was that? Oh, uh, I, uh, I I downloaded a virus onto your computer. Uh. <laughs> I gave your computer COVID. Like, when did you just cough? <laughs> Send it through my microphone. headphones to my, to my brain? No, through the microphone. Yeah. Um, so my roommate, um, so that I can, you know, do stuff, my roommate um, is, like, ultra-quarantined and, like, only leaves the... It and it's a wonderful kind sacrifice that they're doing just to you know because it's tough. But only leave leave the bathroom to or only leave the bedroom to go to the bathroom. And so um, I was like, well, you're probably gonna need food, so feel free to text me. And so we're we're almost done. I mean, there's only like three days left worth of the the quarantine. Um, but um, sometimes John orders food, and the way I find out is by getting a text. Letting me know that it's time to go, uh, out, you know, out to the door and, and get the food from the person by a text that just says, "It is time," <laughs> <laughs> which I think is fun. Oh, that's so Michael. funny! It is time. The time of the <laughs> feast is upon us. <laughs> it is time for the feast. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question. Uh, what time do you wake up in the morning, dude? I t- <laughs> Most mornings. What time? What time are you getting up? I'm getting up you around early six. Okay. Thinking to myself, mm. I am so thirsty and I have to pee. Why can't? Why does this have to be this way? And then I go pee and then I drink water and then I go back to sleep and I sleep through my alarm, and I wake up at eight forty-five and flop out of bed and okay. start to work. Interesting. Why? Why do you go Two back times. to bed? Because I'm a sleepy boy. Because I do that sometimes too. But I will just wake up, and then I'll just keep resetting my alarm for like another half hour. I'll do like a half hour. So are you asking why I wake up at six a.m. or why I yes, go back to sleep? Why do you wake up at the six a.m. Uh, because of the pee in the water situation. The pee in the water. Okay, interesting. And then I go back to sleep. Um, do you because... think about the fact that you wake up at six a.m. and then go back to sleep? When you go back to sleep, do you think about maybe I shouldn't go back to sleep? Sometimes does that ever cross your mind? No, I'm. I'm every time I'm annoyed and think I want to go back to sleep. Interesting. And go on my phone and find another episode of Future I'm going to fall asleep to, and then I put that under my pillow and then I fall asleep listening to that, and then when I wake up, it's gone, and uh, I have no problems with it because when I'm asleep, 
uh, there are no pro- there are no problems when you when you're asleep. Okay. All my problems exist in the daytime, Michael. I don't know about the fact that there's no problems when you're asleep. Sometimes there's dreams where there's problems. You know what? Twice, twice during quarantine, I've woken up screaming. Whoa! Just like screaming? Oh, just because of nightmares. Oh wow! It's it's weird. I it hadn't happened to me since high school. Do you get but, intense uh, ones like that? Not usually. Interesting. I don't remember the first one. I don't remember why I woke up screaming, but the second one, my 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 bed is right next to a window. On um, I'm in a high rise, and so my window is pretty much not accessible to you know the street. But in my dream, there was a man, uh, a, a, a just like a silhouette wearing a hat, on a ladder climbing up. Uh, and peering through my window and trying to get in. And I remember in the dream, I was screaming as loud as I possibly could. And my understanding is that that is not what it sounded like um, because, you know, all my attention was in my dream. Uh, My understanding is that in real life, the way I sounded was, (laughs) oh that's so funny dude oh my god uh and then i went pee and got some water okay (laughs) so this next question i have to ask you because i'm just curious and it's on this list briefs Um, it used to be boxers but now i'm briefs the question was, uh, tell us something weird reference. that turns you on. So, I mean, if it is briefs. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to uh, judge you if it's briefs, bro. I was just going <laughs> to... I find briefs more flattering. It doesn't turn me on, but like it turns briefs, you on, man. and that's why I'll wear no, I like boxer briefs, bro. That's the way to go. I think that's what I'm wearing. I'm really unsure. It's weird I think because they should my mom just call that, like, bought them for me. They should just call my mom was like, standard. what do you want for Christmas? I was like, boxers. I've... Uh, until this year, I am 28 years old, and until this year, I was still wearing boxers that I had in high school. And my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? Wow. And I was like, uh, box, boxers. So she got me these these brief situation. Um, are they are they, are they whitey tighties? Because I no. think that's what briefs are. Okay. All right. So then I think they're so boxer briefs. So you got some briefs. boxer briefs. Um, okay. What turns me on? I would say a molting lizard. Yeah, I'm gonna go with That's that. That's a weird thing that turns you on. Is it, what's an emolting lizard? Is that one that's shedding its skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, that weird, creepy paper. Oh, you shit. get aroused by that. I just like to put it on my nose and rub it. Interesting. Just like stuff. this, just top to bottom. I don't yeah. want to smell it. <laughs> I actually have to wear nose plugs, but it's just it's a nice feeling, top to bottom, right on <laughs> my nose. Just what you get through the nose plugs that just gets you off. <laughs> the nose plugs help. I just a need. Lot. I just need just There's this so little bit. I just need this that, tiny bit. You like the biggest sexual organ is the brain, Michael, wow. and I need you to stop shaming me. <laughs> I'm not, dude. I'm just trying to understand you. I, I'm trying to understand. I think you're trying to create a sensory deprivation where you're you want the smell, but you don't want the smell. I think that's what you. No, want. I don't want the smell. I want the nose feel. You want the nose feel, but the smell being there makes the nose feel better. I. I I'm no, just curious no, no, no. about the nose lizard. Nose plugs. A nose. Pl- I'm plugging my nose. Okay. No smell. I just want the nose feel. You know how like food critics talk about uh, mouth feel, taste, and mouth feel. Yes, 
So I am like, if I really like the word mouthfeel, by the way. So exactly, and I'm just like one of those people. I except I I I do not want the taste of the okay. molten lizard when I'm trying to become aroused. I don't want the smell. I want the nose feel, and that's ah. why I rub the molten lizard. Okay. On my nose. I have one more question for you. Great. When you put the plugs in, are you trying to get <laughs> the nose feel of the lizard and the plugs? Is that you just want total nose feel? Well, it's complicated because <laughs> the nose plugs are also vibrating. That's what I'm titling this. That's what the episode's called. This total nose feel. <laughs> A hundred percent nose feel. That's all you. That's what you. That's what turns you on. Okay. Yep. Every um every New Year's Eve, right when the the uh right when the clock hits midnight, that is my one release of the year. Mm. With my vibrating total nose feel plugs. It's actually the brand name. That's crazy that you uh that you that you came up with that. But um, thank you to the people, the fine people at Total Nose Feel Incorporated. Yeah. Um, Please uh, go to their website and use. Have you ever code. experienced total nose feel? Use use promo code Booth for ten percent off your first order. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I think my favorite memory from poet and the time there and you hosting and everything was there was a night where you were like rapid fire dude and I was like what's that and you're like you've never been here for it I was like no and you're like oh we gotta do it and you got like excited and I was like what's rapid fire so I was you know excited and then the whole show was done and you're like you like you got up on the thing and you did the rapid fire and it was my first time doing it and it was uh you just get up there and you tell one joke and it's really quick and and it's rapid fire it's it's just rapid fire and it's like uh everybody says it after you tell your joke and it's probably one of the best like endings to a show uh, open mic that i've ever had originally it wasn't it people didn't start saying rapid fire uh, originally what happened was with the first time i ever did it was like 2014 or 2015 and um it got uh it really confused people um (laughs) and so so one person did a two minute bit that kind of petered off and then was about to be like to start another premise and I just yelled rapid fire and I grabbed the mic (laughs) (laughs) and then from then on people would just start to yell rapid fire because I mean Larry caught on very quickly and Larry would just yell rapid fire (laughs) it's just fun and it's fun too when you like you have a joke that's like really quick and you can get it out, and then everybody's oh, like, the fire. Yeah. It's just like it makes it that much funnier. Like, people are still and laughing. And around the same time, the uh, the Sunday Showcase, they started to do a joke parade, mm-hmm. which is functionally the same thing. Yeah, I think uh, DNA did it at the at the Blind Tiger a couple times, too. 
and so I got like it was weird because someone was like, "Hey, they're stealing your idea." And I was like, "No, they're not." And someone was like, uh, "Hey, you stole the punchline." And I was like, "No, also no. It's, it's just a, a very room. it's a very straightforward bit. It's n- I definitely didn't invent it. I saw it somewhere w- one time when I was a child, and then I was like, well, well, I should do that one day." Yeah. If only you could remember what you saw as a child, you'd be so. That would be so hipster of you, Sam, to be like, ha, huh, you think it's this. It's actually this. You think you're that fucking That is very cool. hipster. I mean, to be fair, uh, I've been doing comedy since I was 17, and also I'm nowhere, so I have nothing to be a hipster about. It's true. <laughs> this is true. Drink. Uh <sighs> What do you think about, uh, I mean, I don't want to get all political and stuff, but. What do I think about uh, Israel and Palestine? I think they're both gay. (laughs) That's that's my stance, and I'm sticking to it. I think uh, Israel and Palestine are both homos, and they got to figure it out. Thank you for asking. Nobody ever asks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no, but uh <laughs> was that was that helpful? <laughs> I mean, I really slapped you with that one. That's yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, you got you caught me off guard. That was good. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was like, thought you were gonna go into something serious. <laughs> You're like gay. I was like, oh. just. Uh, just uh, I mean, I don't want to get all political, dude. I didn't want to like. I didn't want to come on the podcast and be like, oh, we should talk about the fucking dudes and everybody else just storming the Capitol. But, I mean, it's kind of like the only big thing that's in the news right now besides the election. Hey, it's, 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 Trump's it's, also it's, trying, they're trying to impeach Trump. It's just, it's, it's. Do you want me to improvise a Leno monologue about this? Only if you can stick your chin out as far as his. Hey, you see, they got insurgents. They got insurgents in the capital, and uh, and I don't know. I I think that uh, uh, we don't have an insurgency in the capital. We have an emergency. I I don't have anything. I really just uh, I like to do the hey, you see, you see, hey, I I got bored. My roommate was like depressed one time a few months ago, and uh, I was like, how you doing, John? John was like. I was like, okay, I've got the perfect thing. And I uh, went around the corner and got in character. And I came in here and I said, hey, welcome to the Jay Leno uh, uh, living room talk show. It's, uh, it's Jay Leno. You, you see this? You hear about this? They're worried about the football players getting COVID. And uh, they're worried about the football players' health. I said, if, if you're going to worry about the football players' health, don't let them play football. And I uh, kept doing that for like five minutes. Just like, hey, people, people are always talking about my, my, my denim clothing. I'm always wearing denim oh clothing. God. People say, Chad Leno, it's so crazy the way you wear denim clothing. I say, wait until you see my denim classic cars. And I did that for a while. And then afterwards, I was like, I just kind of rapid fire uh, yeah, improvising. And afterwards, my, uh, my roommate did not laugh once. And I was like, John, what do you think? And John just looks at me and says, I do not like Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fair enough. That's funny. Well, uh 
Well, look, man. I mean, we've been going for about an hour here. I think it's uh, I think it's time that we. I think it's time that you, uh, you know, uh, you you buy a girl a drink first. Uh, okay. If only I could. You've had uh, you've had that. You've, I've been watching you nurse that beer. I've been waiting for you to finish. I already had gotten through this same sir. big wave golden ale. I started. I was half. I was most of the way through. Okay. This evening I have poured two mighty ales down my strong and masculine throat. <laughs> As he postures to me. I am alpha, ma- mighty alpha. I am a alpha male. I am an alpha. I am I am alpha alpha. I'm uh, <laughs> hi guys. Thank you for listening to the Michael Booth Show, starring Sam Weber, who's about to burp. Uh. You have been listening to the uh, uh the the Cowboy Rowdy Network. That's not. Uh, that is not. We're very very thankful. It is not tuned in. <laughs> we are not sponsored by the following uh, companies. Lockheed Martin does not sponsor us. Raytheon. Does not sponsor us. Boeing uh, used to sponsor us, but they lost their funding after all their planes got blowed up over the uh, Jakarta there. If you would like to ask more questions of Michael Booth, uh, call our toll-free phone number, 911, and then just ask any questions, and you will get an answer, and you will get to talk to a cop. If you do it enough times, <laughs> I have learned from experience. Uh, <laughs> we also accept emails, um, so so send your email to um, president at whitehouse dot gov, and um, ask for Hitler. They'll know what it means. Um, and yeah, I guess what what I'm trying to say is. Um, you know, there there have been so many great thinkers over the years that have been just so <laughs> world-changing. And I'm just so much better and more important than them. <laughs> and I really I want you to take that home with you. That is, that is, so wait, that is your you, takeaway from this episode today? That's the... Yeah. That's the... St- okay. That's what I said. Inter- okay. Um... <laughs> Okay. Uh, Thanks for letting me have a very dumb monologue. Yeah, that was really unnecessary. It's all good. Um, <laughs> you 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 named the show wrong twice, which was I thought was funny. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's, no, um, it's okay. It's I thought it was. The, um, I thought it was great. I was like, it's, it's the, the. I thought about calling it the Michael Booth show at first. I really did. It was. What like is it? What are we doing? What What is this? This is my podcast. This is the I'm Getting what? There podcast. I'm Getting There. Okay. So that's <laughs> yes, what sir. I meant to say it's okay. when it was, fu- it was when I was though. I was trying to come up with the the name of the podcast. I was sitting there. I was I was coming up with the Michael Booth that's show. That's what made me laugh. And, really and yeah. I was I was getting there and and I and I'm still I'm getting there, Michael. Ah. I see you. Uh, it's okay. I, I'm I, getting there. Uh, I was No, like, like sexually. I uh, my lizard is starting to molt. Oh, so you're gonna you're waiting for that. Oh, nose I'm gonna feel? get there. The, what is it the like the day feel? that you get that full nose feel? What do you do? Do you just take the day off? Do you just like? 
It's um, it's not a day. It's uh, an it's a series of days. It's like you know a how series uh, of horses days. freak out. <laughs> it's a an series of days. You know how horses freak out before an earthquake? They just they feel it in their bones. I guess. I, I mean, is that a feel thing? it in my boner? <laughs> You feel it in your oh, so you, there's like days. <laughs> there's days. Oh, so like the shedding. You're like, you're just like. I see it happening. So while okay, so while he's shedding, you're edging. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the equivalent. That's yeah. And I so I've got you know I've got a I've got I've got to deal with that. There's a it's shedging. That's what's happening. There's shedging happening. Ah, uh, I got I got some shed trimmers if you know what Ooh, I'm saying. You're really shedging. Wow. You're shedging for that nose feel. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to say that to you all the time now. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> Sam is just cool. shedging for that nose feel. Man. I hope that quarantine lasts forever. Is there you just full shedge? Is that why? <laughs> you just you just want you just want to shedge the rest so when quarantine ends, you just fucking bust a huge one? It's like a rope. Just like... Ten feet. It's gonna be. Um, have you ever seen that? It's gonna be on. It's gonna be on the news. Have you ever seen the, the ones that they got like the fake? It's like fake come and it shoots like ten feet. Have you ever seen that? And like God. Why? I got what? What? <laughs> what was the point of evolution if that's where we're at? I don't know, man. I, I'm just asking if you saw it before. It's 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 not real, but it looks crazy when ten, it happens. Ten feet. It like shoots really far, and it's a lot. So so the, wait, so it's, it looks real, but the there's no way it's real. Is there? A, is it like a a, a a prosthesis? I don't know what happens. So they basically just put a super soaker on the dude. I think it has a lot to do with angles in some of them, but some of them look really convincing. I don't know. I think there's like a hose or something. It is. You've never I seen this, but I mean, I don't feel like this is something to where I'm like out of left field saying that you've never seen a video of a guy where he comes and it shoots like really far. I've never seen it. I <laughs> I know what Rule Thirty Four is, so I know that it's real. Interesting. I'm mostly. Are you familiar? Do you know what Rule Thirty Four is? No. Uh, rule 34 emerged from uh, 4chan. The idea was uh, if it exists, there's pornography of it. Mm. Um, which is to say that everything is corruptible and will be uh, because the internet is terrible. And I know hoses exist, so <laughs> I know that that yeah. you describe. Uh, I just, evolutionarily, do you think that there's any function for you know uh, shooting at 10 feet is there distance fucking maybe maybe you like maybe you're fucking right and you gotta make the kid and your kid is important and somebody comes in and tries to separate you guys (laughs) and and, and the only way have the kid as they separate you guys. It's just, uh, just, just trying to stuff Karate on there, on in there. Just a three-point shot. Just three sheets to the wind. Just blast off. You're like Luke and New Hope when you gotta shoot the fucking 
torpedoes to kill the Death Star. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody, to the I'm Getting There podcast, uh, where one day uh, Michael Booth is is going to stop having to say I'm getting there because he's going to finally have gotten there. And by there, I mean his semen uh, long distance. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get someone that's trying to become pregnant. Trying to get like ten feet. It's pretty far. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you came and it just was like boom and it went like a shot that far? You're getting there. Uh, also, I don't know. That sounds. I mean, dangerous because you don't get it. Really it d- it far. doesn't sound. You great. don't shoot it far. It sounds like if it hit someone, they would be like, "Ow!" Sometimes you get it kind of it. like you go like maybe like. A single foot is like the distance you could maybe go. You don't really go too far with it, you know. So ten feet—that's like that's a lot of power. Ten times you got to wait ten days there. Yeah, maybe all the shedging that you do for the <laughs> nose feel—you'll get the ten feet. <laughs> okay, where can people follow you, man? If people are listening and they're like, "I want to follow Sam Weber online," and I want to continue to uh, see what he does. I am at Area Comedian on Twitter and Instagram, and my Facebook is facebook.com slash at Area Comedian. I also have a very stupid website. It is called issamweberbetterthanyou.info. That's right. It's called www.issamweberbetterthanyou.info. Is it really? And it just, yeah. You never, you're not aware of this? No. That's a real thing? Hold on. Is Sam Weber. Let me know which one you get, because... There's a lot of it's a. This website's been up for like ten years. I came home drunk from a party in high school and I built it. And, yeah, it says I can't. Let reach me know. It. It's called Is Sam Weber better than you? Is Sam Weber with one B better than you? Dot info. Than a n. Uh huh. I will send you this link right here. It's loading. How slow is your computer? That is uh, not a says, Yes. Ah, young Sam. When I make a sponge cake, I make sure to use fresh organic sponges. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mine, I got, uh, I built the moon. Uh, I designed it so that you just reload and there's a new fact every time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty What'd good. What'd you get? Uh, let me do it one more time. I graduated first in my class from a university I made up. <laughs> my computer is uh, operating pretty slow right now. I think it's because I have Zoom and Audacity going and everything, so it's probably... Sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll post a link to that website on the uh, when I drop the episodes. People can go check that out and see what we're talking about because it's pretty cool. Um, but thank you for doing the podcast, man. Uh First episode of 2021 is... Every Snapple fact is about me. Mm. Eh, that one wasn't very good. I was a teenager when I made this. If I was able to internalize that thought and then get Snapple, I, I'm i pretty sure I'd have a good laugh just every I time. I think this I... one's funny. I tell people I have a pun in the oven because I am pregnant with humor. <laughs> like a pun in the oven? Like a bun in the yeah, oven? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. So your audience can uh, peruse through that. Awesome. 
Uh, and go check out go check out the show every Friday uh, that he's doing in Santa Cruz. Drive-in show. Drive-in show. Provided, provided, like I said, I will have. Produced by myself, uh, Sam Weber. Um, uh, Oh, I love love that. that, Perfect. Love that toilet flush sound. Yeah, it was great great stuff right there. I, um, I produce this show uh, every Friday night. It's a drive-in comedy show in Santa Cruz at 1300 Commerce Lane. That's 1300 Commerce Lane. It's real fun. In downtown Santa Cruz at the top floor of the parking structure. It's in between the Mosaic Restaurant and the Walnut Cafe. Again, that's the second floor, 1300 Commerce Lane, Santa Cruz, California. And if you like my NPR voice... That's hot. Come to the show. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on, dude. Uh, I want to... Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>